Hello and welcome back to the final Lighthouse Learning 2021-2022 Micro School Recap. If you have been here since the beginning of the school year, you have seen that I have tried over the past several months to give a micro school recap, actually since January, over what that month has entailed. And I do this for you, for those of you who are wondering, what is it exactly like to run a micro school? And is this something that I would enjoy? Is this something that I would really love to be a part of? And if so, what can I learn? Because the truth is, when I first started, I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. No one is making a podcast giving their day-to-day life about what it's like to run a micro school. And I believe that you find so many wonderful takeaways just of me sharing my story. And you are able to take this information and, of course, adapt and change it to any way that you would like. I think that you will gain so much more understanding of what it's truly like a day in the life, actually a month in the life of running a micro school. So this is the end of our second year. And today I'm going to give you my top 10 lessons learned because May is the busiest month. I truly believe that it is busier than than August. And the reason is because you're ending the school year, but now that you have a micro school, you're also still preparing and enrolling students for the year coming up. Plus you are reflecting and because it's your business and your school, you get to choose the curriculum. I went to a conference at the end of May, the last weekend. I am able to look at the curriculum and see what it is that I'm planning to do for the next year. Every year you gain more insight, more confidence. And I truly believe that after each and every year, There needs to be some type of reflection at the end of that year so that you can prepare for the year ahead. So in hindsight, I truly think that May is the busiest month. And I'm going to remember that because my first year, I did not remember that all too well. But this year, I'm like, all right, Mackenzie, moving forward, you are going to keep May a lot more simpler. And I believe that this episode is going to bless you as we get into the details so that you can begin with the end in mind and start planning. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, everybody, let's get into it. In today's episode, you're going to walk away with 10 tips, 10 lessons that I learned that can help you and bless you 
as you prepare to have your own micro school. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you to join us in our Facebook group. It is titled Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business dash T-L-Y-L-S, which stands for Teacher Let Your Light Shine podcast. So head on over there, join our Facebook group. During the summertime, we're going to be sharing a lot of information, asking questions. It's been named the greatest side on this side of heaven, the greatest place on this side of heaven. We've got incredible people that are now going to be experts in the field of starting a micro school, and they will be able to give you much information because we had nine students go through our educational marketing series and they are going to be able to help you as you begin your journey as well. They are just so incredible at giving feedback to all of you and we're just so happy if you join us because we are here to support you. Do not go at this alone and be sure to hang around for the month of June because we've got some super fun announcements to make. Yay! I just love announcements, don't you? Okay, not the not the announcements that come over the intercom. I mean, come on, we're we are over that right now. There's no intercom interruption announcements when you run your own micro school, unless you have a really big micro school with speakers. All right, let's get into it. When I look back at the month of May. I am so glad that we had a culminating field trip. We went to a lighthouse by the beach called Ponce Inlet Lighthouse over by Flagler Beach in the state of Florida, and it took us about an hour to get there. I invited families to join us, which is always something that I do, but not a lot of parents are able to attend, but we actually had four parents join us. It was an incredible day of learning and what made it really special was you know we are lighthouse learning but we went to go see the lighthouse and lo and behold unbeknownst to me it was the homeschool educational day now i knew that about five days before we ended up going but when i actually booked the day to go i did not know that it was a homeschool field trip day so who gets the glory for that you know it That God, that God, he is just so good. He's such a good father. He helps us in so many ways. But this was an awesome day because I didn't have to do anything. And the parents didn't have to do anything. We got to sit back, relax, and watch everybody else rotate our students around to centers, stations around the lighthouse. They learned history. It was just great. So I highly recommend a culminating field trip in May. That was at the very beginning of May. I will tell you that because May is so busy, we had two birthdays, one of them being my daughter's, one at the beginning of May for a student, and then one in the middle of May. And we love to celebrate everybody's birthday. Relationships are very important here. But for my daughter's birthday, it was just kind of crazy. It was on a Friday. We went swimming. We ordered a bounce house. Then we had her birthday the next day. And I'm like, you know what? This was too much in the middle of May in one of the busiest months, and I didn't have any help that day. It probably wouldn't have been too much if I would have had help. So I had 12 students swimming, bounce house, by myself. I was exhausted, and then a birthday party the next day. It's just so important to realize that when it's the last month of school, your energy is already starting to deplete, plus You are trying to, in the school year, start up another one. And it's just something to keep in mind. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't. But plan accordingly. And have birthday celebrations. It's super fun for the kids. 
Next, number three, conferences. Wow, I really did myself in. I had incredible conferences. I'm so thankful that I did it. Brought the parents in during the school day, mind you. My assistant was here. She took the kids to the park. I scheduled them out either before the day started when they dropped their child off and my assistant was outside with the students. I did it during lunch or towards the end of the day where my assistant could take the kids outside. And it was such a pleasant experience with all of the parents. Parents want to see how well their children are doing. And even though I send a weekly email, even though I see them every day, I wave to them. This is already a heightened experience for parents and children because we are already in such great communication. But there's something being said when you can sit across the table and say, look at their writing journal. Look at their accomplishments. Look how many words per minute they're reading. Look at all they've done this year. And allowing the parents to ask you questions. And I always start off by asking, is there anything that you want to start off with or anything that you are asking about? Or curious about. And they're always like, no, we just, we're just interested in how they're doing. I think sometimes it can feel intimidating when it's your own business and you know that you might get feedback, but it was actually such a wonderful culminating experience and I would not change it. Meaning I will always have conferences, but I will never, ever again have them in May. I mean, what was I thinking? Now I will give myself a pat on the back because I did not have conferences my first year. And I'm not doing two full day conferences like I did in the years past whenever I was a public school teacher, but I will have one conference and I'm thinking that I will probably do it in March next year. I don't know. That's a spring break, maybe February. We might end up doing it then just so that you can set and enjoy that time with the family and also talk to them about coming back next year if any questions arise. Number four, I had a kid's choice week, the very last full week. And I'm just going to be honest, it's a lot, but the kids keep it simple. So when we ask them, what do you want to do for Kids Choice Week? They're like, play games, maybe draw, have art. I'm like, that's it? I thought they were going to say, have a balloon fight, do shaving cream, do all of this stuff. And I love that they were so simple. Their kids are easy. They're simple and we make it so complex and so hard and so difficult. Just asking the students but also having boundaries. So that last week of school, with it being Kids' Choice Week, it was a little difficult. I was also having parent-teacher conferences. I probably could have done it a little bit better. However, we still had it, and their very favorite thing was just to play board games. Number five, we had an end-of-the-year celebration. And I'm going to tell you right now that it's all about asking for help and preparing in advance. So I asked for help from my assistant, my husband, my sister-in-law with decor. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's the very previous episode before this one. So go check it out. It's very good that you have a end of the year celebration. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You're going to utilize the funds that you have at the beginning of the year from your curriculum expenses to plan accordingly for this. So it does not have to come out of your personal budget. Number six. The last day of school, we actually went to Sonic and it was $1.99 Wacky Pack Wednesday. So the kids were excited. We went to a couple parks, but you know what they wanted to do? They wanted to go back home and read on the very last day of school. And I got to be honest with you. I look at what other people are doing on Facebook, you know, end of the year parade and end of the year this. And I'll tell you that for a moment, I started comparing myself and getting down going, 
gosh, they had all these balloons and, you know, the clap outs and the parades. And I took my kids to Sonic in the park and they wanted to read. And But then I'm like, that's what they wanted to do. And they're not comparing it because they're not on social media. I'm the one who's comparing it. So I would say that whatever you choose to do, know that you have your own boundaries. You have your own limitations. Whatever you do is the best that you can do. And it's a memory for those children that they will always cherish. Don't let yourself go into that comparison rut. It's not fun. Get yourself out of it and don't try to follow people and what they're doing or you're going to make your life miserable. All right. Just please, please, please. I will look at myself and I'll compare myself to all the public school teachers out there that have the perfect little classroom and all the little fish that color coordinate their little rainbow classrooms and fish ponds and cutie patootie little stuff. And I'm like, they have a team. They have an established school that they go to and are able to decorate accordingly. And this is in my house and that's enough for itself. And I'm thankful for that. And so don't miss the silver lining here. Don't miss all that we get to have when you build it yourself. I don't have to remind, I don't have to remind myself about all of the things that I am thankful for when it comes to leaving school because the rewards here are so much better. There's not been one time where I've been like, I want to go back and teach in public school. There's not. Have there been times where I've compared myself? Absolutely. And those are the darkest times. But I would not ever say, I want to go back and do what I was doing, even though I had incredible teaching experiences. Would I maybe want to try something different? Maybe. And different meaning a different location as far as maybe renting another place or building our school in the back of a yard once we get larger property. Yeah, absolutely. I want to have moments of growth, but I definitely don't want to go back. Number seven, just remember, the more you do, the more energy it takes. For an example, we have a pool and we have a swim day. We have multiple swim days and it's a lot. It's very hot. And of course, I'm out there playing lifeguard. You got to think about 12 kids, 12 changes of clothes, 12 goggles, if they want goggles, but I keep it simple. I'm here to tell you right now, everybody better bring a towel. Everybody better just come in your swimming suit. You take off your clothes, you get in the pool. And then when it's time to get out, we get out one by one, you get your towel. And I learned something really, really good. I start these activities in the morning time so that by the time it's lunch, everybody's done and they're excited. I don't have to say we're going to get in the pool anymore because it's lunchtime and they're like, yeah, and then pool is shut down. And the rest of the day is just easy breezy, baby. But just remembering that the more that you do, unless you have someone there to help you, the more energy it takes. So I don't know if you've listened to a previous episode where I said, listen, in the month of May, I'm drinking my Celsius, baby. My energy drink. You better believe it. It was there on hand getting me through the days when my assistant was not here and I chose to do things that required a lot of energy. So I will remember that for the future. Number eight, just remember that you need to have a strategy as you are wrapping up the year and you are advertising a new year. If you are starting to begin advertising your school and its opening and enrollment in May, it's just going to be so much more difficult. Start early. Start in March and April. And that way you've gotten into a consistent routine for the month 
of May. You don't want to start advertising in May, although people are not ready to make the decision until June and July. So you might be starting to advertise in April or March, April, May, and it might be crickets because I'm going to tell you right now, people are late to the game. They need time. They are stuck in trying to end the school year just like we are and trying to figure out what they're going to do for summer and their kids, much less the next school year. But if you start early, you become so much more consistent. And that's why I highly recommend if you are starting your micro school in 2023, you definitely need to head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com shop and grab those biz bundle pieces and start working on them now because they will help you for advertising in the future. Number nine, keep it simple. Less is more. I do not have all of those materials that I thought that I needed. Everybody bring your own art box and everybody bring your own fancy pencils and everybody bring your own notebooks. I did that my first year and I almost went bonkers. This is your house. You know how much or your business if you've got a space. But for me, I do it out of my house. So my first year, I needed to make provision, you know, for space. My second year, same thing. Only I still allowed them to bring in their own items. This year and their curriculum fee, I am purchasing the notebooks, the crayons, the markers, because here's the deal. I can get really great discounts on them, if not donated for free, and I can pick and choose how much we need. I can color code if everybody brings a different colored folder and different colored binder and a different colored notebook, and I want the, it's too much to try to organize, and plus, those students are not going to bring it until the day of school, and then you're stuck that first week of school trying just like at regular school. Hello, holler if you hear me. You just, come on, let's just give a big group hug right now because this is the best advice I could give you. You purchase the materials. You have your own budget for those items. Parents pay you. You do the shopping. You replenish when needed. You can ask for donations later, but you can either get those super cheap at, at Home Depot, or not Home Depot, Office Max, churches that give away. You can ask for donations. You can get all of that super cheap, plus you are in control. And that way you don't overbuy and you don't have too much stuff. At the end of the year, I got so much better at this. They just had to take a few items home. Yeah, because I didn't have all of these extra, 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 extra. It just was super streamlined and very simple. And I'm excited that it's going to get even better next year. And number 10, relationships are number one. Any keepsake that you can have for your students, that's what's most precious. You know, at the end of the year, I see teachers giving away balloons and buckets and candy and just all of these goodies, which I think is so sweet. And maybe it's because I, my love language is all about quality time. So quality time with these children to me has been all of the pictures that I've taken. And so at the end of the year, at the end of the year banquet, I hired someone to make a little DVD video. Didn't cost me hardly anything. They had it done within about 48 hours. As a matter of fact, that person is Madison Ansel. She's in our Facebook group. She helps me out with Teacher Light Your Light Shine. She's been on our podcast. She's my digital manager. She went straight into Facebook, copied all of those photos, made a beautiful slideshow with the music that I chose. Boom, that's it. And 
Then I also gave the students their own photo album, and that only had about 30 pictures each. It cost me with 12 students $50, but think about it, that's like a $4 gift and it's something that they will cherish forever. The sand buckets are going to get broken, the balloons are going to get popped, the candy's going to get eaten. It, the, no, I just can't do it anymore. I, I don't know. It's like my mindset has changed. I don't need all of that. I don't. Of course, I love the children and I want to bless them, but I took them to Sonic. You know, that's what I did on the last day of school. I made memories with them. And I'm not shunning anybody who did anything differently because I understand when you work in a school, you can't always do things like that. But I'm just here to say when you look at other people who are doing those things and you look at what you do that might be differently whenever you run your micro school, it is different. You got to have the courage to stand alone. You have to have the courage to do things differently and be okay with them. And the kids, I promise you, they'll thank you for it. They will probably look back at these moments and say, those were the best years of my life. And you get to be a part of that. All right, everyone. I hope that that blesses you and helps you think about your future whenever you start your own micro school. And until then, come and join our Facebook group, Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.